Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fudge and Meat. My name is Anastasia, and I'm Meat. And my name is Lily, and I'm Fudge. This past week, weekend, we had some seriously exciting games going on in Wisconsin. If you're a Wisconsin sports fan, it could have been the best weekend of your life. Um, but starting in chronological order of what happened, we're going to turn this over to Lily for some big news. Oh yeah, I'm going to talk first. So for those who are here, mostly for the Brewers, or if you're on that sort of side of Wisconsin sports, um, something big happened over the weekend. On Sunday, the Brewers clinched and are now the champions of the Nas- National League Central Division. Um, which is really exciting. This is the third time the Brewers have won um, the NL Central in their entire history, and this is the second time in only a handful of years. So Craig Council has managed two teams that have won the NL Central, so this is just really exciting. They already had clinched a postseason berth, but this sort of um, secures them already then to certainly play in the... NLDS, and yeah, it's just amazing to be able to take that crown, and um, yeah, they're currently playing in a very critical series against the Cardinals, and even though they don't have anything at stake, I still think this is going to be a really important series for the Brewers to play. Um, The Cardinals are off of a 16-game winning streak at the moment, which is absolutely insane, and they seem unstoppable. Um, if they win tonight, they clinch a postseason berth. Um, but one of the things that I think kind of stands out to me as to why this series and the Brewers' upcoming series against the Dodgers is extremely important um, is something that Robin Yount said actually on Sunday um, prior to the game being over and the Brewers clinching the division. Um, and that was that sometimes it's not good to <laughs> win and secure that spot in the playoffs or win the division super early because then you end up playing some unimportant games of baseball. Of course, it's really wonderful Mm. for them to have won and to be the division champions. But like Yant was saying, I think they have to realize that though you're secured, you still need to play good baseball down the stretch and you still need to give it your all. Um, So that's what I'm kind of hoping for the remaining games they play. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think it's important for any sport, you know, when you clinch that spot as, um, you know, regional champions, you've got to remember that, you know, you haven't won yet. Mm -hmm. Right. It kind of feels like you did. It's a big step, but you got to be serious going forward. So hopefully the Brewers uh, can can keep it up. Yeah, I mean, this series is already stressing me out right now. They were up to nothing, then it was tied to one, and then it was or tied to two, and now the Cardinals are up two to four. So I hope oh, they yikes. can pull it back and cut this winning streak for the Cardinals. I would just really love to see it personally. Person personally I love when we win. Yeah, um, and I hate the Cardinals at the moment. That's so. that's what I like. <laughs> yeah. I like to win. I like winning. So and I like when I the Brewers like win. Indeed. But speaking of winning, it's my it's the best. Speaking of winning, um, <laughs> big big news: the Packers recently just beat the San Francisco 
49ers. Now that is big news. The 49ers going into this season were undefeated in their first two games and you know the odds were stacked against the Packers. I think almost everyone bet against them. Some people probably mm-hmm. lost some serious money this weekend. <laughs> like a lot. Um, but what was the stat you gave that now we've won Oh boy. This is um four out of five matchups. Correct. Four to five. Four to five of the most recent matchups. Um, in our history, it's it's been a little different. I believe we lost yeah. the past. You know the stat better than I do. Um, so we have we may have won four of the last five meetings, um, but now it'll be within the past eleven. Uh, our record is um, four wins to compare to. Um, a ooh, no what does that look like that's four wins to uh sorry the original stat that we were looking at was in the last nine games against them we had uh only won three compared to their six so now yikes <laughs> it's four to six four to baby. six baby <laughs> um but the, the good news is is you know we've won most of our recent matchups so that means the packers have been getting increasingly better especially against the 49ers. Now, this game was so fun because right to start off in the first half, everyone was expecting the Packers to lose, right? Mm -hmm. And we went into this first half. It started off 10-0 Packers, which was insane, and then ended at 17-7, which was already... We were ahead by a large margin, but I, I think a lot of 49ers fans were shaking in their boots, and I think even if we had lost just to be ahead by that much in the first half of the game... I was amazed, and I was so, so pleased. Because before this game, we had very little hope. Uh, Lily mm-hmm. over here really, really had none. And yep. I-, I was optimistic in the fact where I said, well, you know, upsets happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And boy, did it happen. But this game, I think the most interesting parts of it were the first quarter, you know, when we were 10 nothing, And near the mm-hmm. end, where the Packers actually only ended up winning by one point. Um, so what happened was after halftime, the 49ers really seemed to figure out their offense. Um, I want to say their defense got significantly better. The Packers kept putting points up on the board, but there was something going on where, you know, there were halftime adjustments and Jimmy Garoppolo really seemed to get his shit together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I'll say. Uh, Yeah. George Kittle played a big part in that. He was kind of unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Um, and they ended up, the thing too, was these drives that the 49ers were making is they were scoring, but it was ridiculously quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. they were getting down the field at like lightning speed. And it was really, really concerning because, you know, it felt like no matter how much time was left on the clock, you know, hand the ball to the 49ers, they can score, they can get ahead. And at one Mm -hmm. point they did get ahead. Now, oh God, I love... Someone just slammed the door so aggressively. I, I love winning. I thought that was winning. a heavy breath. No, that wasn't the door. <laughs> I love winning by a blowout, you know, because then you just win. But to me, even though it makes you anxious and sick, there is nothing better than a close game of football, especially one like this that goes back and forth. I think that's that's when I love sports most is, mm-hmm. you know, when you're anxious, you're fully invested, and you have no idea what's going to happen. Mm. Um we said that we had been wanting to see more of Devontae Adams, and we really got that in this game. He is now number one in the NFL for both targets and receptions with 34 targets and 25 receptions. Um, and the Packers' O-line, even missing Bakhtiari and Jenkins, did 
fantastically, there's only one sack on Rodgers, and they only had five pressures. That's it. Um, So for missing two of our most valuable guys on the O-line, we did fantastically. And I think a lot of people were really, really nervous because um, the 49ers offense is quite weak. They really don't have those wide receivers that they can trust. Um, But their defense is a different story. And I think people were worried about Nick Bosa. But newsflash, the one sack was not Nick Bosa. So... Suck it, Bay Area people. I'm particularly partial to this win because I am in the Bay Area, so I'm living it up right now. But suck mm-hmm. it. You guys were harassing me about Nick Bosa all night the night before, and look what happened. Um, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Didn't uh, show but up. We saw a lot of Devontae Adams, which was amazing. There was a lot of Aaron Jones as well, but I think what I really, really liked was that it seemed in the first two games we were really reliant on the running game, and we said this a million times in the Saints, it just wasn't working, but we kept trying it with Aaron Jones. Uh, But in this game, we really got back into the passing game, which, you know, when you've got Aaron Rodgers, I don't understand why you want it. Mm -hmm. You know, no one has the accuracy quite like him. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really got back in the passing game, like I said, with Devonta Adams, but there was also some... Big things happening for Alan Lazard and MVS. Marquez Valdez-Scantling got his first touchdown of this season. So excited for him. That was incredible. He did really well. And Alan Lazard was an interesting one because mm-hmm. while we were live casting this, um, in our comments, someone was like, Alan Lazard is doing nothing. And I think y- people tend to forget how important offensive players are even when they're not catching the ball so Lazard Mm -hmm. in the first half did have one really nice catch for a good few yards but consistently throughout the game he was an incredible blocker he actually Mm -hmm. was the reason that Aaron Jones was able to get a touchdown at one point you know opening the way for him and and creating that path and so I think you know you can't just undervalue a guy based on how many catches he has because on offense that's not all there is <laughs> you know what this reminds me of last season what mvs same he, thing with mvs right i was yeah. thinking the exact same thing <laughs> because he was you know senor butterfingers and had a lot of issues and i think was kind but of we kept him a, for a good reason <laughs> yeah he was getting a lot of shit and even so it was something that I think, like, we started to pick up on and started to notice was downfield. If someone was, like, running with that football, he was blocking his heart he, out. Yeah, he was opening up those paths, and he was allowing other people to score. And so I think, um, you know, it, it is really hard to pay attention to the whole field, but I also think that you can't undervalue someone just because they're not getting those receptions, right? Like, we have Devontae Adams, we have Aaron Jones, and if Alan Lazard is going to be the guy to open up a path for Aaron Jones to get a touchdown, so be it. I'm happy mm-hmm. that he's there. Um, I agree. Talking about Devontae Adams, there's a- another little controversial thing happening there. Um, Devontae Adams had a pretty nasty hit, mm-hmm. and he was down for a bit, actually walked off field. Thank God he got back on. Um But if you saw the hit, you know what I'm talking about. Essentially, a defensive player sacked him from behind, and while he was falling, someone came in from the side. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to clear this up because I saw it posted on SportsCenter. It wasn't a video, so maybe it was hard to tell. It was photos. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people were saying, well, they're right in that there was no flag. It was a clean hit. And I agree, it was. Mm -hmm. It was. 
it wasn't targeted at his head. It was right in the chest. Um, but I think the issue is that it wasn't the aggression that bothered any of us, right? Mm -hmm. Like, football is aggressive. People get hurt. But I think the call that they should have made was defenseless receiver. Yeah. Now, like I said, Devontae Adams is already sacked, and he was halfway to the ground. He was mid-falling when mm -hmm. this guy came and pummeled him. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wanted to make that clarification because I think a lot of people were arguing that no flag was correct because it yeah. was a clean hit, but it's it's not the it's not the form of the hit that was the issue. It was the situation that Devonte was in that made it or should have made it a penalty. Exactly, exactly. It really hurt to see, honestly. It scary. It was scary. It just felt nasty too. It felt nasty. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I mean, especially too because he did not get up right away. It did not seem promising, um, but it did no, end up just seeming like... But he like, did, he ran back on field, like, the next play, so... Yeah, it seems like he just got the wind knocked out of him, um, and just needed a second to recuperate, but boy, howdy, was that a terrifying little moment. Yeah, I, I recommend for you guys to actually look up that play, because I think it would be really helpful to see, for you to see what we're talking about. Like I said, nothing wrong with the hit itself that was clean and it was well done, you know, like it's football, but it's it it's the position of the receiver, not of the defender, right? Yeah, um, and, I, I, and I just, I, think... I saw so much hate about this and it was grinding my gears, like, guys, come on, just watch the video, you'll see. No, not gonna lie, uh, SportsCenter kind of scuffed for, like, not posting the video they posted a very like they posted a screenshot. picture yeah a very like blurry little screen grab and then Devante basically like, what it Devante in the ground what it looked like what it looked like is it in the screenshot it looked like this player was the one who sacked Devante but it's like if you saw the video would you would have seen someone prior already got him and he was yeah. falling previously before this hit it, you know, you just couldn't see you couldn't see the defender behind him that had already sacked him, and I think the succession of things, yeah, it was just a clarification we wanted to make because we saw a lot of hate about it, especially the people who didn't watch the game. Yeah. Um, but the most impressive thing of the night, which mm. God, I love this, is you know, 2011. They're like, hey, don't leave Rogers with three minutes on the clock. He's going to do something. You know, last year was like, hey, don't give that man 60 seconds. Yeah. He could do something. This year, it's don't you dare give Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds because he will find a way to fucking score. And that's exactly what he did. So the Niners had scored, unfortunately. And, you know, in the third and fourth quarter, Rodgers was kind of in a rough spot. I think he was starting to get frustrated watching the Niners offense be so productive and go downfield so quickly, even though he, I, I think partially maybe because he's not out on the field, right, when they're on offense, so he can't yeah. do anything. And so it seemed like things just weren't happening the way he wanted them to happen, and the Niners ended up getting ahead. Mm -hmm. Now, 37 seconds on the clock, no timeouts. Aaron Rodgers becomes the Aaron we know and love. We said there's two kinds of frustrated Aarons. There's the kind that fumbles, you know, just not not football fumble, but just messes up yep. and, you know, gets frustrated and gets out of the game. But then there's also the Aaron Rodgers when he's frustrated that makes magic happen. And that's what we saw. And it was absolutely incredible. So 
Aaron Rodgers had a few quick passes to Devontae Adams, got so many yards, and was able to get close enough where Mason Crosby could get the winning field goal. It was beautiful. And after the game, I saw an interview with Aaron Rodgers, and I loved what he had to say because they said, Aaron, you were out there 37 seconds. What were you thinking? And he said, throw it to Tay. That was my first thought. Give it to Tay. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, we've said this. It, it, a winning recipe is literally Devontae Adams. Aaron to Devontae. Yep. That's all he need to win. Um, yep. But he ended up with saying a quote that I just absolutely love. I think it captured the whole game perfectly, especially today's game. Not today. It was Sunday. Especially yeah. this game is where he said, how can you not be romantic about football? You know, so it was, we got the fairy tale ending. That's just like, I don't know. I think that's one of the sweetest quotes I've ever heard about football. Because it's true. I know. It's true. Well, it's one of those things as a fan, you know, we're watching it and it's it's almost, it's like a relationship. You know, there's heartbreak. There's, there's things going on in the background. You have no control of what's going on. Like your heart, your emotions the next day depend on how this game plays, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. And so we got we got our little fairy tale Cinderella ending, and it was incredible. Uh, Love yeah. to see it. Kevin King was out, and shocker, oh the God. defense played fantastically. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Wait, was that? <laughs> so, the, is that part of the reason? Why? I know he was playing. <laughs> I know he played against Detroit. Um, but, but. Hear me out. But also, that was the Lions. That was yeah. the Lions. Hear me out. That's the reason why we won, but... I know one thing I would like to point out that just seemed to really feel different about this game is it seemed like they mm. were playing with a passion. The Packers seemed yeah, so energized. And, like, it just felt like a different team than the weeks prior. Like, I think, of course, during the Lions, they played a good game and were really out there to play some good football, but... This game, they felt electric from the start, and though during that little scoring spell from um, the 49ers at the end of the first half through the third and the fourth, they still just seemed to have this like passion and electricity that wanted to win this game, and I think that's part of the reason why well, they you were know Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove he's a Bay mm-hmm. Area man born and bred Butte Community College to Cal and the Niners passed up on him in mm-hmm. his Super Bowl or Super Bowl in his draft um <laughs> so I think he had a lot to, I think he had a lot to prove and he he really did it and I god as a Packer fan I was just so proud it's it's the team I know and love you know Aaron Jones yeah. was on fire we saw a little bit of that um AJ, Dylan, Eddie, Lacey vibe, we're talking about, you know, he got those two yards we needed just to get that first down. He, he did that for us. We saw a lot of Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just the Packers we know and we love. And yeah. I thought it was an incredible game. Kenny Clark was on fire, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there were just so many good moving parts. You know, you got Alan Lazard, MBS, you got the running backs and the defense. Except I will admit, it's so funny because we talked about this before, how people always say like the refs are on the Packers side, but this game was kind of like the Packers versus the refs a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get that call for Devonte Adams, which I really think we should have. Um, mm-hmm. There was a play that Matt Lafleur had challenged. I actually thought the ruling was 
good. I agreed Correct. with the rest yeah. to give it to the Niners. Um, but then also, poor Eric Stokes. <laughs> they called a PI on that man for just, like, existing. Yeah, he was just, like, there. And I felt like, so bad for the kid. Yeah, there was there's one play where he had a hand on the guy's shoulder and they were like PI <laughs> um, What the hell are you so, doing? Like not only did we win, but we won with the refs just absolutely up our asses. So Yeah. I, I'm happy to see it. It was a great day for me. Um I'm going out to my favorite wine room bar tomorrow. I can't wait to brag to everyone about this because everyone was giving me a really hard time. Um mm. Yeah, it's a short episode today, but it was just a lot of good things, and mm. I, we were so excited to be a part of both of those. Yeah, this really absolute madness felt like the game of the season. Like, I don't know if anything will top this. God, if, if you does, missed I'll it, be... you if you missed it, you missed out because it was just gut wrenching. Ugh, the back and forth. The, mm. the fact that we thought we'd lose by such a large margin, like, oh, it was so amazing. And, you know, I would also just be ready. We're going to I'm, I'm get ready for me to talk about some postseason baseball down the line. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. You don't know how excited I am for that? Like, this is, this is my Super Bowl. <laughs> it's the World Series, buddy. <laughs> the postseason of uh. I'm so excited. We're getting, we're just a little bit closer to that Midwestern sports sweep we keep talking about. We got the Bucks. We want the Brewers. We want the Packers. What a glorious year that would be. I think this would be the best year of my life if that happened. If, like, I don't know what I can say to people, but if the Brewers win the World Series, uh, I don't know. Yellowish like, lip tat. Oh, oh. I, can I make a, can we, well, let's come up with a better bet than that. Something that's a little bit, like, I don't want to say Better? Cool. I think that one's it. She just, she's afraid of the tat. She's afraid no, of no, the No, no, no. I'm not afraid of the tat. I just don't know if I want a lip tat. Like, I'll get a 22 somewhere. How about that? Oh, okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. I keep saying if the Packers win the Super Bowl, whatever Super Bowl numbers it is, what, what, would last, what was it last year? Bro, don't ask me. The, Oh, God, why do I not remember? Super Roman Bowl World. 2021. LV. It was LV. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, like, I can't keep saying, if we win this year, you know, last year I was like, I'll get LV. This year I'm like, I'll get LVI. <laughs> yeah. Um, LVI is a lot better than LV, so. I agree. It's I'd have fine. To agree. I guess it's fine that we didn't go. I guess it's fine. Um, but, yeah, great weekend. If you guys saw it, you really saw something special. And we're so glad to share and be Wisconsin sports fans. woo <laughs> Yes, we are. I sure am. Uh, well, before we leave in our regular fashion, got to do a quick shout-out. Bobby T. Robbie. My boy. Tunyon. Big Bob. You were not mentioned. We got to mention him once an episode. Love you, Big Bob. That's something we'll, oh, we'll never our- pass up. You know what? I'll sh- I'll share a stat about Big Bob, a fact. Um, Big Bob is hotter than Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's like a statistic. Like that's a fact. Yeah. Um, and probably the most important one of last game, if I'm being honest. No, I agree. And he also actually has. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, he has uh the title of uh, cutest smile in the NFL, also. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Wow. It was unanimous. unanimous this man selection. is so decorated. Oh, my God. So many accomplishments. 
proud of you, Robert. So proud of you. Um, Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We're glad you came, and we love you. We love you. Goodbye, Romies and Ballers.